0: welcome to Girls That Invest. Today's Monday, which means we're bringing you Sticky Money Monday, a weekly advice column where you give us the sticky money situation you're in, whether your ex owes you money, your friend is asking you to fork out for her wedding, or your flatmate just keeps stealing your oat milk. We're here to give you our unsolicited, unfiltered advice. You're joined today by Retired Nice Girl Sim, and with me is fellow Retired Nice Girl Sonia, we're the friends that tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Let's get started. Hey, Sonia. Hi, Sim. I want to preface this week's sticky money story with just a little bit of context around the kinds of people we are. And I think giving people a description of what we stand for and our values is going to help make this maybe a little bit more of a smoother transaction or transition, as well, that speaks about us very clearly. Oh my gosh. I find that when it comes to relationships, when it comes to The other genders, specifically men, my tolerance and Sonia's tolerance is on the floor because we keep hearing the bar is on the floor when it comes to standards, the bar is on the floor when it comes to the types of men. And our our tolerance isn't on the floor. Our tolerance is on the roof because the bar is on the floor. Do you know what I mean?
1: I do know what you mean and I completely agree. We also have no patience.
0: No patience because at the end of the day, I think when you become an adult and your frontal lobe develops and you realize that, you know what, there's only a certain amount of things that you should be putting up with in life and a certain amount of things that you should let go of, we really fall onto the let go of category. So that's just my preface. And I hope that helps you understand us because you might look at this and go, you know what, Simon Sonya Sonia, I disagree with you. I think that X, Y, Z should happen into that. We say fair enough, but we also say We have very, very high expectations of human beings, maybe not of ourselves, but of other human beings, 100%. Mm.
1: Sim turned 26 and her entire, like, there is no more patience. There is no more, like, room for excuses. I'm really excited for these sticky money stories that we're going to get into. And just for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, I don't read these before we go through it together. So uh, you're truly getting my raw reaction (laughs) to a lot of these situations.
0: I also find that maybe I'm becoming the expert mean friend. Do you know what I mean? Maybe we're swapping. I think
1: we're just growing up. I
0: think that's probably what it is. Well, let's get straight into today's show. We had an amazing listener send in this question. Dear Sim and Sonia, my partner are in our mid-20s and have been together for over a year. We have really positive financial discussions and are both secure and well-paying jobs. We are both conscious of our spending and look for deals but enjoy taking trips, eating and buying outdoor gear. I don't find myself excessively budgeting or tracking my expenses because I know I'm making enough to cover them, but my partner keeps extremely detailed spreadsheets and tracks all transactions even though he's able to afford his lifestyle. We recently had a discussion where we shared money memories and our experiences growing up and he told me about his family's method of managing money. This has led to a scarcity mindset and reoccurring feelings of guilt when spending money on things that he knows he will enjoy. What advice do you have for me to support my partner in reducing the guilt he feels while making purchases as well as dialing back on detailed money tracking? First of all, as we were saying this out, Sonia paused and was like, wait, Sim, did we do this one already? And I just went back. We just quickly had a look through and we were like, oh, no, we haven't. But this situation is so familiar we have come across this so many times before and it's just that common trope of like two partners and one of them has the scarcity they're tracking everything they're so worried about the future the other one's like live laugh love and they're the yin and yang to each other but because they're like that which is I think everyone's strengths being so different because they're like that they butt heads and how do you you know like not convince your partner but maybe get them to be not so much of a tight when it comes to their money.
1: It just reminds me of a situation that we spoke about a few episodes ago about how we can encourage our partners to track their money. And so we're sitting on like the flip side of it, which I think is an interesting position to be in. It's kind of, you get the best of both worlds in terms of our advice on both sides of the coin. But First of all, I just want to say off the bat, the fact that you guys have had a bit of a context conversation, like he's been open and vulnerable in terms of this is how I grew up, this is where my scarcity mindset and my excessive tracking of expenditures comes from. I feel like that context and him opening up about that is super important because when we lack context, it makes us deal with situations with a lot less empathy than we can. So I think off the bat, amazing that you guys have already had that Conversation and also amazing in terms of you're such a great partner and figuring out how you can help him through the guilt as well. I just wanted to ask you a question. Second part of that, I guess, advice question that this listener has Do you think that he needs to work towards not tracking so excessively? Because I feel like scarcity mindset is something separate.
0: I think that as someone that is a tracker, and is an excessive tracker, I think you can coexist with people that maybe (laughs) do not like to track their finances. And this does go against, I mean, I was going into this episode being like ready to fight, ready to burn, you know, the the floor. But now that I like re-listen to myself say the question, I'm like, wait, he's got a point. Like, this is just the way he's grown up and it's come from where he's come from. But can we... I guess, yeah, come to the middle a little bit, but how do we learn to let your partner do what he needs to do to feel control of his future, but in a way that doesn't negatively impact yourself? Because why should their Excel spreadsheet-loving like behavior trickle into how you spend your money
1: that would be unfair i completely agree with you i think there are ways to coexist in a relationship the way that you frame that is so funny to me i did have a wee giggle to myself when you said that but i think it's so true like him tracking his expenses to the scent like i struggle to understand how that would impact You, I think those skills that he already has in place when it comes to tracking, it will be very advantageous to you, especially if you have shared financial goals in the future. I think in terms of tackling the scarcity mindset and that guilt, again, that's a separate thing. I mean, what's your initial reaction to that?
0: I see, see, I disagree, finally, something I disagree with you on. I think that it's not advantageous to her to have a partner like that. Like, it's not advantageous to have someone that does what he does, but it's more like maybe learning to accept that maybe this is a part of his personality and let's just keep that separate. Like, I have had people in my life be like, Simran, after 9pm, we don't talk about property. Like, this is my boundary. Is that you talk me? about like homes and like real estate. You know what? It's been a couple of people, yourself included. <laughs> and it's just been like, fair enough. Like, I love crunching numbers, I love looking at homes, I love looking at commercial real estate. I think it's like just something I have an interest in as well as the share market. But I've learned that, like, just because I'm obsessed with something does not mean that I have to expect or ask others to follow through. And it doesn't sound like he's like forcing her to track her expenses as well. I think it's more just like what he's doing and his behaviors and his need to be so tense. Cause you feel that energy, you feel your partner, like, look at a four dollar danish and you see them like think it through and just be like oh my god should i should i not and you're like we're literally in paris like come on like that's the sort of things that it affects you negatively and i think how would we go about fixing this like how do we fix this man i'm kidding how do we fix this problem
1: in terms of like how to help him through guilt and i guess that Kent's energy, if he does have it, when you guys are going out and spending time together and spending money together, I agree with you in terms of you can feel that tension even if they're trying to keep it to themselves. It's just, it's amazing what you can pick up on and how people don't realize they're coming across when they feel those emotions. But I think one part of me is like, this is not your problem to fix. Mm. And the other part of me is like, I completely get as a partner why you want to help them through it. I think another part of me is like, does he want to work on this properly? and set actions in place that he can kind of test where he gets more anxious or tense in certain spending situations. So it might not be at a cafe, but it might be if they're like shopping and he gets like a $10 pair of socks instead of like a high quality pair of socks. I don't know. That's just like such a random example, but I have these three parts of me that are like, I think another conversation around like what are you comfortable with right now in terms of me helping you through this guilt? Because if he's already recognized that excessive tracking isn't where he wants to be, or how like if he actually wants to work on it or not, <laughs> then I think that's a good place to start. I think this can easily tip over in terms of you feeling so responsible for it. And then that is like starts impacting you, like you feel like you're not doing enough, or you feel like you could be doing so much more. And then that puts you in a weird position in your relationship as well. I have so many thoughts. Where do I start?
0: They're such great thoughts that the fact that we didn't even initially consider like where does he stand on this? Like does he even want to change? Because if he doesn't, then As much as we like want that behavior to be different. I mean, if I was in your shoes, I would be in the exact same position as you around my thoughts of how I'd want my partner to behave. But that's such a good point, Sonia. Like, is this something he even wants or is he quite content? Because if he's quite content, you're only able to really do anything with him when he or she is ready. I also wanted to mention If we're worried about like his behavior around being stressed and having a scarcity mindset with money, not letting him track his expenses is going to do more harm for him. If he's anything like people in general that have scarcity mindsets, if they don't know what's happening, if it's just like the wild west with their money, where they're where they just are like, you know what, I'm probably okay. They're going to be even more stressed. At least seeing his money gives him some sense of control. And it's like a coping mechanism around, oh my God, I'm so worried about my money. But if I track every single dollar, I can kind of know where I'm
1: at. Yeah. Because scarcity mindset where you don't have that certainty of what's going on, it makes you even more anxious and stressed. And I can't imagine that's going to be easier or nicer to deal with than what he's currently doing. My thing is, is that to your point earlier about how we didn't even consider what he wants to do and how he wants to work on things. My experience with men is that you can't tell them what to do on like a good day, even if it's going to like benefit them, even if it's going to like, you know, make them a better human. I just feel like you can barely get men to do the things that they do want to do. And so trying to get them to do things that they aren't on board with, they don't want to work on. This is people in general, actually, to be honest, it's just going to create a more tense environment. Like I'm very much so stubborn. And if someone tells me to do something automatically, this is how I've been since I was a kid. Like, Even if it's like the most beneficial thing, if it's going to elevate my career, Sim is cringing right now (laughs) because she's had so many experiences with me like this. Like, I'm not perfect. Like, I'm exactly like this. Someone tells me to do something. I don't want to do it. You don't. Like, if I was going to clean my room and then someone tells me to clean my room, I'm like, hmm. Now I don't want to do it. (laughs) For the record, I have never asked Sonia to clean her room. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such yeah I clean it too often
0: so long story short I think one understand if your partner wants to change which honestly Sonia that was such a revelation in this conversation (laughs) thank you for sharing that number two work out if they want to change how you can help them or ask them like what is the one thing about your relationship with money that we can like fix or improve on because there's probably like 15 that it might overwhelm them so just focusing on one would be a good place to start like okay, your concern is like their scarcity around money starts to impact you, stress you out. And of course, stress them out. And then three, let them know how it impacts you. Because I think we all know deep down when we have scarcity mindsets that, you know, we're kind of dampening the mood or making the other person stressed, especially if the other person like feels the energy of you quite easily. So just let them be aware that at the end of the day, you're in a partnership, you're two people together and you're going to be sharing finances or at least your lives for a long time. So you want to be on the same page around respecting your boundaries, but also just being considerate of each other's feelings. And I think doing that first, you sound like you have honest conversations already. So there's no advice for you there, but just seeing what can be fixed and Just separating yourself when those stressful situations come up and just like stepping out, I think would just be how I would handle it.
1: Would you do anything differently? No, I actually agree with you 100%. You laid it out pretty clearly there. I think if you find that he is ready to take some action in terms of tackling the guilt and, you know, easing up a little bit, I think... Some off-the-bat tips for scarcity mindset is making gratitude lists. It's writing down what you're actually afraid of and assessing your financial situation. If those are actually going to become realities, it's talking things through. It's setting yourself little challenges here and there. So I
0: feel like that's probably a good place to wrap things up. I wanted to say, I hope this has been somewhat helpful. I think we did dug into this one a little bit more than usual. I think I am becoming the expert main friend rather than the retired nice girl. And I truly do apologize. But if you would, like us to answer your sticky money story send in an email send in a dm let us know what's going on and you may just be featured in next
1: week's episode all right until next time sonia till next time And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.